Uh, and welcome to All Things Terror. I am Emily. I'm Jennifer. And this is a podcast where we bring you terrifying tales from history, science, true crime, our own lives, past and current events, probably future events, um, and the known universe, including our sound editor, Clint, who just got a new job. Congrats to him. Yay. I'm clapping as softly as I can so it doesn't, like... Make the sound because yeah, he's a sound editor, and he'd be like, "Thank you, but don't clap so loud." <laughs> <laughs> so, um, this is a this is a redo. It's a retake. It's Emily's fault. Everybody, shame Emily. We'll give everyone three seconds to shame Emily. Okay, done. I deserve it. <laughs> <laughs> but some of this will be new for you. Some of it won't. You know, we we do keep the integrity of not sharing what we're going to talk to each other about unless we do, you know, our combo episode. So disclaimer. Yeah. Or or this deep deep cut yeah. whoopsie. <laughs> disclaimer, we had some sound issues and we are going to talk about this topic again, but I'm introducing new talking points. But to be fair to the sound issues, in addition to that, I made myself a cocktail and sat down to podcast on this day, and I texted you like, hey, I'm ready, and you were like, what are you talking about? It's in an hour, and I was like, okay, whoops, (laughs) and so I finished that cocktail, and it was afternoon-ish, and so then I finished that, and I went, oh, well, now it is an hour later in time to podcast, I'll just... (laughs) make myself another one and I did that um but it was mid-afternoon which meant that I hadn't eaten and so it was like past dinner time and I was two cocktails deep and I don't really (laughs) remember what this is about (laughs) so it is all new to me anyway (laughs) Emily is saying that she had an afternoon drinking memory recall problem (laughs) anyway uh uh, this is brand new what is this possible topic (laughs) just to add to the suspense uh, before um i tell you what this podcast is about i want to commemorate this episode with the sound oh no did you get that (laughs) is that like a a slap (laughs) A, a click click snap Snap, snap, clap, sounds. the sound of a can of East Ciders being opened. East Ciders? Is this the thing you texted me about earlier? No, it's a, it's a, it's a dry cider. It's a beer. Oh, okay. Beer thing. Earlier, you had texted me about a, uh... We won't advertise a beer that. that was <laughs> essentially pickle, pickle beer, and I just said, that, that bums me out. <laughs> I drank that pickle beer. Um, I I know there are two types of people in this argument. There There's no one in the world that's like, pickles are okay. It's either you like pickles or you don't. And um, I got a pickle beer, and it was fantastic. It's just like drinking pickle juice. I like pickles, but that, yeah, that bums me out. 
I did not even know how else to describe it. I was just like, no, thank you. <laughs> it's it's really good, but it's fine, because uh, we're going to talk about a type of shape sh- shape shifter. Um, so we've talked about werewolves before. Uh, Emily has oh, yes, shared we have. some fantastic stories. You want to give a quick, like, up to five minute <laughs> rundown of werewolves? So werewolves have a somewhat perhaps surprisingly long past of just being like the weirdos throughout time. And uh, perhaps the best, best folklore bit about werewolves is this tradition um, where they break into your house on Christmas and drink all your beer. (laughs) Um. But yeah, we have a whole Christmas 2019 episode about werewolves because um, they're associated with, they're like Christmas monsters. They're like the bad Santa Claus. Um, and sometimes they just like party in the woods and then people steal their skins that turn them back into people, which seems super rude. And uh, yeah, it's oddly much more entertaining than I ever thought it would be. <laughs> then we you know we have the more i guess like hollywood slash contemporary understanding of werewolves which is like you know you get bit by a werewolf and survive you are now a werewolf silver will kill you yep um but you know you become you know super super animal beast mode and i don't know kill deer and shit well, also, whenever you become a monster in Hollywood, you also immediately get six-pack abs. So. That's true. It's a plus. You're yeah. suddenly very, very in shape. Um, yeah. Um, so that's you've got that going yeah. for you. And then, of course, like, you know, there's a full moon. You change into werewolf. Um, there's not much control over y- that you have over it. And uh, in general... You know, the attitude towards werewolves is, oh, they gotta go, they're awful. Um, They're gonna come fuck shit up and then make other people werewolves. Unless you watch Twilight or read Twilight and you're a big fan of that series. Uh, Spoiler alert, I am not. Then you have a whole different take on werewolves and we're not talking about, you know, romantic werewolf love interests here. Um, I bring it up because we're gonna talk about essentially the opposite of a werewolf, which is a were-tiger. Yeah, I I don't really know what this is, uh, <laughs> but I am fond of uh, cats, which tigers are, so I am excited to see where it goes. So were-tiger mythology is really, really rich. Um, there's all kinds of different were tigers from several different regions. Uh, they're all very interesting uh, kind of stories. Like there's the ghost were tiger that's like a protective spirit thing, and there is you know ancestral were tiger that's there to like again protect you. I'm gonna talk about essentially uh, four different types of were tigers coming from three different areas in the world. So the first one is one type 
of many types of were tigers or shape shifting <laughs> tigers uh, that come that come from China. Uh, this one is <laughs> this is this is so great. Um, I'm gonna I want to talk about uh, each of these like what makes them a little bit horrifying at the end of it, but this is just so delicious. This thinking. So <laughs> I'm already I'm I'm buckled in. I'm gonna take a sip of water. It's allergy season yet again in Austin, so I apologize to everyone who has to hear me clear my throat three hundred times. Well, Felix uh, made that so much better for the listeners by just <laughs> screaming that. with wines. Yeah, so you're welcome, listeners. This straight up horrible sounds. It's like it's like bad demon asmr in china there is a kind of were tiger where people become tigers because one they have a really obsessive interest um so (laughs) sorry collectors and you know i guess us (laughs) because we have a very specific (laughs) obsessive interest that we turned into a podcast (laughs) right I was going to say all podcasters. Um. Uh, literally anyone who has a specialization that they're really into. Um, geeks, uh, cosplayers, hardcore video gamers. You you are all destined to become wear tigers. I mean, this doesn't sound that bad. Like, oh, you're obsessed with creepy things and cats? Well, then you get to turn into a creepy cat. I'm like, (laughs) well, that sounds kind of okay, actually. (laughs) So one way, having an obsessive interest in something. Uh, Two, the other way is people can become tigers or be reincarnated as tigers if they have negative traits that are typically associated with tigers like if you're someone who's particularly violent or gluttonous or you lick your balls in front of people i don't i don't actually know all the negative tiger traits felix (laughs) yeah i was wondering what negative tiger traits were like you've got a lot of stripes on you uh you poop outdoors you're angry just Um. angry all the time (laughs) You just sleep a lot. You take lots of naps. That I guess so. I guess I like that could be perceived as being lazy. But basically, if you have like these shitty traits that people don't like, you will either turn into a tiger or be reincarnated reincarnated as a tiger upon your death. Um, I mean, again, like I get that they're saying this is a punishment, but I'm kind of like, well. <laughs> Well, it, if I must, I'll get there. It is interesting because um, so there is a possibility that these tigers might have some memory of their humanity, um, but there's also what? the possibility that they're going to eat people and potentially their own relatives. Oh, okay that that would be a bummer. Yeah, that's not great. Um, but this is this is kind of cool. So. The tigers that are believed to be these types of were tigers, um, they aren't killed or punished for their, you know, bad tiger behavior. Like if they roll up <laughs> and eat their cousin, nobody's like, "Oh, we gotta go kill this tiger now." No, 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 because it is believed when a person becomes a tiger, 
it's not just a physical transformation. It's a mental transformation, too. So this okay. once human, now tiger is no longer to expect it, uh, no longer expected to act in a way that is considered in harmony with humanity. They're expected to act like an animal and operate out the animal instincts. So humans... I mean, that's that's kind of pleasant, you know? So the humans, uh, this is going to add to that pleasantness. The humans, their responsibility in acting as humans and retaining their humanity is to not respond to the tiger with violence, but is to <sighs> continue to respect their tiger relative i mean it's sort of like isn't that the advice for parenting a toddler is like don't respond to the temper tantrum because you know more than they do (laughs) (laughs) kind (laughs) of but basically it's like all right well the this tiger killed my my cousin but also like we're related and you know they it's tiger you know like we can't can't punish a tiger for being a tiger you're just going to have to move that out of the tiger's reach. Yeah. I know that the tiger has more reach than you, but you've still got to move it out of the tiger's reach. Yeah. Come on now. Yeah. Stop being irresponsible. You got you to tiger-proof your, you know, your household. <laughs> um, so this is great. Like, I really enjoy this uh, because, you know, first off, there is this... There's this pun. The punishment for badness essentially is losing your humanity, but losing your perceived humanity isn't an excuse for uh, those in the position to um, retaliate or abuse you to turn around and retaliate and abuse you. It's what what is demanded of those who are not getting this punishment is to be compassionate. Yeah, like, uh, humanity is a privilege, not a right. Yes. Very cool. So, you know, don't take it for granted. Yeah, that is really cool. I kind of like that. Like, and if you are not human when you have it, then you get bumped back down to Tiger Tiger Town. (laughs) Tiger Town. (laughs) Well, I took a visit to Tiger Town. Let me tell you, I am never going to be an asshole again. People just poop wherever they want. It's weird. And you know what? You can smell it for miles. Miles, man. I, and you can't turn it off. You're listen, just smelling it. I have cats, which I assume are exactly like tiny tigers. And uh, they are goddamn stinky. Like, so much more than they ever should be. <laughs> That's true. They got some stinky poos. And I say this as someone who is constantly farting, uh, but they are just goddamn smelly for tiny little creatures. <laughs> so um, we're now going over into India. Again, a country that has a lot of different rich were tiger stories. Um, but specifically, I want to talk about like this, like. Um, psychic um astro projection where tiger <laughs> uh well hello now level up <laughs> so this is one where a person while they're sleeping can like project their 
like mind and self into a real tiger and then control that tiger. Oh, that's cool. Um, and it's believed that this is a power that's given to a person by a deity. Like, there's some, like, rituals and stuff that you can do to try to, like, half-ass harness this power, but really it's just... <laughs> but everyone's like, no one wants to go full tiger, my <laughs> right. friend. There's no full tiger capacity unless you're, like, basically been given this power. And, uh, you know, it's believed that the were-tigers, or this type of... I'm calling it a were-tiger. There's not, like... Like, it's not just straight up called were-tiger. I'm just calling these tigers were-tigers. Because there is a shape-shifting <laughs> going on. Just want to be clear. Yeah. Um, these were-tigers are thought to eat people and livestock. And generally, the attitude is somewhere between, like, chill, but, like respectfully sprinkled with fear to like fear and might have to go hunt this tiger which is interesting because it's a it's a power given to a person by a divine entity and then for some people it's like well you know this is just a thing that we live with and then there's other people that seek to <laughs> punish the tiger that is no longer being controlled by a person I don't know, it's weird. But what's really interesting here, and it does kind of tie back to a, a different thing that we have discussed on this podcast before, which is um, people don't believe that tigers eat humans. The only tigers that eat humans are these types of, like, were-tigers. So, hmm. in a way, like, the thing that's horrifying here is, like, you were given a gift, a power, that can still be met with retaliation, but also is something where you are at risk of practicing cannibalism, essentially. Like, eating yeah. your own people sometimes, but that's how they know. Like, if a tiger attacks a person, it wasn't a tiger, it was a person inside of a tiger. Well, it's it's such an interesting way of approaching, like, it's essentially like a tiger mental illness. <laughs> right. <laughs> I don't know how else to describe it. Like, they're saying that, like, this tiger is not acting the way a tiger should be. So, therefore, it's obviously, like, a human who's done fucked up. Well, you know, and it's like, no blame on the tiger. However, they still will sometimes go out and hunt this tiger, but... I don't know. It's it weird. reminds me a lot of like, um, like <clears throat> I know there's uh, Ojibwe legends about like the Wendigo and this idea that you are a human who eats another human and that that act is what turns you into the monster that haunts the win like the winter, and that's kind of what it reminds me of is like the. The act is what makes you monstrous and neither human nor animal, but like this creepy in-between thing. Yeah. The in-between spaces of humanity is always like really interesting to explore like in our human canon. Yeah, it's the liminal spaces of humanity. The theme of this season, my friend. <laughs> I think so. I think so. <laughs> um... So, last two type of were-tigers I want to talk about 
uh, are coming from Malaysia. Uh, just fun history on Malaysia. Uh, the name is actually not the native name of the land. Uh, Malaysia literally means land of the Malays, Sia meaning land. So the uh, native lane, uh, name of the land is Tanamalayu. So T A N A H space M E L A Y U for any of you who or word people want to look that up. So we're going into Tanamalayu. Uh, and the first type of were tiger is a tiger that actually appears in human form. Huh. So uh, this is actually a tiger that lives its life like a human. Um, there are, they can live in human villages, and it's even believed that there are were-tiger villages filled with these tigerous people. Oh, I, something Tigers. about, like, they look like a human, but they aren't inside really creeps me out. And that's kind of what you're describing as, like, a whole village of, like, yes, we are human. And then they, like, lift a chunk of raw meat to their face. I'm like, mm-mm, I don't like it. Well, this is going to get even more uncomfortable because... <laughs> <laughs> Buckle up. <laughs> they, li- they live in houses. They have normal human feelings and jobs and doing things. They're just tigers humaning as do much they, as they can human. Do they know that that's what they're doing? Um, yes. So that's something else that's interesting about these were tiger stories that really differ from werewolf mythology, which is the shapeshifters are conscious. Yeah. And it's not something that they can't control. So these tigers are just like, and I'm a person now. <laughs> it's something they can gotcha. will. And I'll explain how. <laughs> so, uh, so these uh, villages, they believe, or even a home of a this type of were-tiger, they think that the roofs um, are thatched with human hair. And Ew. the walls are made of skin. No. And that there are beams made of bones. What? No, no, no. Okay, I'm glad that I so <laughs> forgot all of this last time. <laughs> so, you know, it's just taking Horrifying. Like, human skin bookmaking to an extreme and just building a whole, <laughs> whole house out of human things but this is terrifying however think about how many carcasses exist in like human homes throughout history like wood is a type of like giant plant carcass uh you know there are animal skin rugs and blankets and clothing oh i mean you have a leather (laughs) coat right right like there's just you know if humans can you know, where the skin of the dead, why can't tigers? I mean, okay, but it's still hardcore creeping me out to think about, like, a house made of bones. I think that's what actually creeps... I don't... <laughs> it's not that they're human bones, which, to be fair, is not great. It's not great that it's human bones. But also, just, like, any bones, I'm kind of like, whoa now, whoa now. I'm just not sure about the structural integrity of a house that's made this way. Like, if you're in a really humid area, even if you tan that skin, like, you know, we're not 
we don't have like the same like thickness and protection in terms of like skin and fur that you see in an animal like that that shit has to get moldy right that's and like using hair to thatch a roof like i'm sure that just leaks all the time that's a good point yeah especially like all human hair is not created equal like do you want to thatch a roof with my hair it's baby fine good luck like just (laughs) just watch the moisture roll right into your house no matter which way you turn the hair because it's sassy um yeah you know tigers might might make convincing humans but they're terrible terrible house builders (laughs) That's actually, is that actually a sign of how you know what a tiger is? is they're like, wow, this house has shoddy construction. Oh, scout. Just give them some tile and say you need to re-roof your house, and they'll be like, what? The Millers are tigers, <laughs> quick! So, how does a tiger get this way, and what's their purpose? Um, so, the most popular belief is that... Um, they become human by eating enough humans. So, you know, you are what you eat. Oh, no. So that's just encouraging cannibalism, then, is what you're saying. Or just by <laughs> pure meditation and willpower. They're like, I want to be a human. I want to be a human. I want to be a human. And then suddenly they're a real boy. Uh-oh. Um, <laughs> so... Uh, the purpose. So there's a couple different purposes. Uh... And I'm going to back up for a second. There are also, like, some little side stories about how they can become human because they have descendants that became human or there's, like, some black magic or uh, fasting, interestingly enough. But the most common two beliefs are eating enough humans, meditation, or in just the belief and desire to be human. Okay, interesting. So, um, there's a lot of different ideas about the intent of these were-tigers. So, there are some belief that the were-tigers become human so that they can more easily infiltrate your home and eat you inside of your house. They'll just, like, knock, knock, knock. Hey, Steve, how's it going? Eat. (laughs) And then he's like, and this is my werewolf friend who's going to drink all your beer. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, and the <laughs> the other thing is, is like, well, you know, they're just tigers living out their human lives and they're actually protectors of fields. So mm-hmm. they they live their day life as humans and at night they transform into tigers and protect, you know, the agriculture and livestock. In a That's... Much more uplifting. Um, in either situation, uh, where tigers, and also with the next one I'm going to talk about, they're treated with uh, some sense of both fear and respect because they are they are like seen as awful, meaning us being from the divine, had yeah. being full of awe. They are. Uh, very, which is very different from like werewolf, which is basically the equivalent of having a cockroach that just you just need to exterminate him. <laughs> yeah, it is very uh, it's different. Like you said, the word pest versus like this is a touch of the divine, and also we have to live among it, 
right? Yeah, like we have to Whereas, re- we have to respect the annoyance versus we have to not let the annoyance drink our beer. So uh, also also there is this other type, which is the human shift shaper. Shift shaper. <laughs> shifter. Yes, thank you. Um, <laughs> shapeshifter. Human shapeshifter. We're there. Human shapeshifter. And this is a human that turns into a tiger. Um, they are called Harimau Jadian. Uh, the most popular uh, belief is that the uh, this type of were-tiger comes out of Quirinchi and... They're just were-tiger people. Um, they, it's usually a sort of descendancy. Um, you inherit this ability to transform into a were-tiger. Again, it's not something that happens because of a full moon. Hmm. You do have s- not full control, but some control of being like, I'm human, I'm tiger, I'm human, I'm tiger. And you're just like doing a little dance. You ever watch Sleeping Beauty where the like constant, like at the end the fairies are like, Constant, uh, constantly changing. Yes, dress pink, color. blue, yes. pink, blue. Yeah, yeah, that's it. I'm, I'm human. I'm tiger. I'm human. I'm tiger. Yeah, right. Or in the tiger's case, I'm tiger. I'm human. I'm tiger. I'm human. <laughs> uh, so these are these are people who, by some means, have it in their ancestry, and uh, <laughs> it's kind of funny. Again, there is. A question of whether or not these were tigers eat people, but like they definitely go out and hunt, um, and they do definitely eat livestock. But again, there's also this idea that um, they they turn into tigers to again protect the village. Um, so there, it's there's this interesting like hunter protector dynamic. Yeah, uh, between all of uh, these two different. Uh, we're tigers in Malaysia, and there are ways to know whether or not someone is a were tiger. So one example is they don't have a, a philatrum, you know, the crease above your upper lip. If that's smooth, you're believed to be a were tiger. Oh, interesting. Also, if you were witness to vomit up chicken feathers, <gasps> you're a were tiger. I was hoping that one and, of these things would tell me that I'm a were tiger, but no, I'm not. <laughs> I'm just a fat, drunk human. <laughs> <laughs> and what I think is one of the most um, cutest details is that a human shapeshifter, uh, shapeshifter, I swear, people, I get things backwards, but I will get it right eventually. <laughs> human shapeshifter is that instead of leaving a four-paw uh, paw print like a your your regular average Joe Tiger would. Um, the human shape shifting tiger leaves a five five toed paw print, <laughs> which is you know it's just cute. It is also like, do you think that there are were tigers that are like the size of house cats? So, um. I know I said only three regions, but let's talk about a fourth region. Oh, shit. Let's talk about Europe. (laughs) (laughs) Fucking Europe. Always got to do something different. So, uh, the Malleus Maleficarium, 
Oh, our old friend. <laughs> also known in English as the Hammer of Witches was a Catholic witch hunting manual. And this was written by Heinrich Kramer in 1487. Uh, just to be clear, he did not like women. Yeah, he is a real uh, douchebag. Go check out the uh, <laughs> the witch trials series we did. It's yes. uh, holy moly. So um, there is a there is a documentation of where cats, not where tigers, but where cats in this uh, in the hammer of witches, which basically points out that witches can turn into cats via demons. It seems really complicated. Yeah. At least like in these other mythologies where it's like, I'm human, now I'm tiger. I'm tiger, now I'm human. There's no like go between, but like for some reason demons have to be the intermediary for like witches to shapeshift into a cat. I mean, I feel like Europeans were like, ew, we have to talk to an animal. And they're like, hi, I'm a demon. Can I pass your message along? And they're like, Yes, please turn me into a cat. Uh, and then that's what happened. But then the cat's like, meow, you can talk to me directly. And they're like, oh, no, disgusting. Well, you know, it also feels very right because Catholics and evangelicals, like, have one thing in common, which is they blame everything on demons. <laughs> they're just basically the denominations that cry demon. Yep. Yeah. It's like, we're starving, it's demons. We don't like the president that we have, it's demons. Women can take birth control, demons. We're too full, it's demons. We like the leadership we have, demons. Have you heard of this thing called pornography? Demons. So, there you go. That is the end. <laughs> That is that is my book report on on the various different wear kitties. I love how we just go on this ramp like everything is the fault of demons, and then you're just like the end. <laughs> Appropriate. Do you want to say it? Do you want to say it, Jennifer? Goodbye forever. <laughs> All Things Terror is written, recorded, and produced by two amateurs, Jennifer and Emily. Our sound editor is Clint. Intro music is by Cosimo Fogg. Come chat with us on Twitter at All Things Terror or Instagram at All Things Terror Podcast. Ask nicely and we'll probably send you a really cute sticker. If you like this podcast, tell a friend or write a review. It really helps us and helps more people find us. Goodbye forever. tell everybody about your dog's penis yeah he's been licking it a lot
he got washed the other day and now he's really into licking it. So if you missed weird stories from Emily's life, here's a new one. My dog has been licking his penis a lot. <laughs> Probably knowing me, this means that there's like a weird worm inside his penis and it's going to drop on the floor and slither around and freak us all out. And my dog will be fine, but we're all just going to be real gross for a while. So <laughs> welcome to March 2021. <laughs> um, so you aren't in Colorado anymore. No, I moved. I moved to Maryland uh, with a dog and three cats in the car um, during a pandemic. It's not perhaps the most stressful moment of my life, but it was not the most stress-free either. And there was definitely some cat puke and some human stress tears. Um, <laughs> and apparently some uh, weird non-masking going on in West Pennsylvania. Yeah, I drove, so from Colorado to Maryland is basically all of the country except Nevada and California. And yeah, it was pretty chill. People wore their masks, social distance. There were no real issues. Uh, the roads in Missouri were not great. So, you know, tax base of Missouri, look into your hearts for what's happening. But um, yeah, then I got to Western Pennsylvania and I gassed up and went in to get a Diet Coke because... I was tired and Diet Coke is like salt and chemical and it tastes so good. But um, yeah, I went in and I like stood in line and realized, first of all, also somebody cut me in line, which was weird. And then I realized that like all the people in line were not wearing masks. The worker who was stocking shelves was not wearing masks. The person behind the register was not wearing masks and not even like they had them around their neck. They didn't even have one on it. And I just said, oh, my fucking God. And I I put the Diet Coke back where it belonged. Like, I didn't just leave it on the shelf, which in hindsight really felt like I should have just dropped it on the ground, been a little rude about it. But I didn't. I, <laughs> I like, reshelved it and just left. And then I stopped at another place, and there were people coming and going without masks, and I could not make it through Western Pennsylvania. I couldn't get a Diet Coke, even a drive through McDonald's. There were people in and out of the McDonald's without masks, and I just felt super agoraphobic and never got a Diet Coke and spent the last day of my three-day journey, like, crinkly tired and cursing those about me as I drove. <laughs> uh, but, it was terrible. But COVID-free. Yeah. I mean, so far, it's been a time, and I've not gotten a positive COVID test, Uh I didn't crash my car. All the pets are loving their new home, especially the one female pet I have, which is Rue, and I call her the Dark Queen, and she loves everything. She walks around and, like, this is mine, that's mine. Like, every hotel room we went, she was like, oh, good, this is mine, that's mine. Hello, feed me more wet food, servant. Um, they're all having a great time. So if you have pets and you are worried about moving with them, I mean, it wasn't perfect. There were two instances of cat puke. Although, again, to be fair, Rue, the cat, puked into the litter box. Like, she was sleeping somewhere else. Got up, and I was like, oh, shit, she looks seasick. And she's like, bitch, I am. And then she, like, kind of walked over. I'm in the car. This is happening in my backseat. She walks over to the litter box and throws up in it. And I was just, like, very impressed. She just 
So it's like human level intelligence, you know, throwing up in the toilet. Um, but anyway, moving with pets is possible. This is what is happening. I mean, hello, I am the raccoon that wears a human skin. Of course I'm doing something crazy. <laughs> well, um, so it's March and things are looking up, right, in terms of the pandemic. Seems like lots of people are getting vaccinated and more vaccines are on the way. It's no longer looking worse. Like, I feel like this is the first time in a year where we're not like, well, let's buckle up for more shit. We're like, maybe, maybe it just won't be worse next month. That feels, that feels cool. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm uh, the... still in Texas and Texas is still being Texas. Um, Cassidy, one wasn't aware, Texas decided to completely open up and has no mask requirement anymore. So that's a real thing. This is after uh, the snowpocalypse. Yep, after snowpocalypse, um, which is, ugh, that was, it was, it was bad. For those of you who don't live in Texas, snowpocalypse was bad. I mean, I think my small amount of time in Louisiana, it's like, okay, wow, you got an inch of snow and you shut down. And you're like, our city doesn't own snowplows. What do you want us to do? Like, <laughs> uh our pipes are not insulated at all. What do you want us to do? Like, Texas is not, it's the same thing. Like, it's not like when Colorado or Minnesota or Alaska dips into freezing temperatures. This is like if Hawaii dips into freezing temperatures. Compound people are just like, oh dear. Compounded with the fact that, you know, we rely on like 80% of our fucking energy comes from natural gas and there's a shortage because um you know all those pipes are freezing and we're on our own special texas grid so yeah um there was a vox video that i watched that did a good job of explaining why the texas being on its own special texas grid created that problem more than like say if mississippi got hit with this because mississippi is in a federal area and um it's very interesting i'll see if i can find it and post it in the group but it was very uh helpful at kind of outlining how this is not like just your average everyday whoopsie doodle situation um i imagine that lawyers are probably going to be getting a lot of interesting law precedents being set in the next couple years because of lawsuits stemming from this yeah, and, you know, a lot of those people, a lot of people who did have electricity were <laughs> walking away with, you know, um, $10,000 or more electric bills because of, you know, the free market nature of... Yeah, well, I can, I can see that being a lawsuit, but also, like, the people who froze to death. Yep. Hey, I'm going to sue you for wrongful death. Uh, that's a really, and then like whatever the courts decide on that, I think will be an interesting precedent setting moment because the reality is that we are going to have more extreme weather events because of climate change and whatnot. So, um, Texas courts, what's up? <laughs> yeah, there are a lot of people. <sighs> I knew that we're out of power for, you know, over a week and then, you know, some people lost access to water 
um, pe some people lost access to gas, and then when the water boil notice went out, some people had water but didn't have gas, so they effectively did not have water. Um, right. I remember, like, because several people asked me, like, oh, is Jennifer okay? Because they know I podcast with you and you live in Texas. And I was like, yeah, she still has power, but they're under a water boil notice. And yeah, I had that same thought of like, well, yeah, you can just boil water. And then I'm like, wait, how do you boil water if you don't have power? <laughs> God, you just like burn something in a barrel in your backyard and boil water over it. Like, okay. <laughs> yeah. It was it was a mess, but um, welcome if to any... all things terror. <laughs> welcome to all things terror. If any former students are listening... For years, years, I have said, if an apocalypse happens, you're going to go and grab potable drinking water and you're going to grab bleach because, you know, infections from cuts and unsafe drinking water will kill you faster than anything else. And a tiny, 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 tiny amount of bleach in your water will kill the bacteria and might make you sick, but not as sick as... Giardia. Okay. Also, I just want this to be like, this is not like everyday advice. This is like, please don't put bleach in your water. But I'm just saying that if it comes down to it and it's like a raiding the grocery store situation, I'm like, get yourself some antibiotics, get yourself some clean drinking water, like leave the knives alone. You can always find a sharp stick somewhere, but what are you going to do when you run out of potable drinking water? Jesus. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of information and bleach kits out there. Be careful where you are sourcing your information from. I just, I'm, I'm not saying that I'm, I, I listen, don't pour bleach into things. Like do not do that. That is a strong chemical. If you clean your toilet with bleach without gloves, you're going to get a mild chemical burn on your hands. But at the same time, if I have a cut and it's getting infected and the, the, Dilemma is between pouring bleach on it or not. I'm probably going to pour bleach on it. And listen, <laughs> if anybody wants to chime in and be like, Emily, don't do it. I will stand corrected happily. But I just, please don't ever. <laughs> I Like, what is the takeaway here? Emily is super weird about clean drinking water, but also you all should be. It's a delight. 